0: All right, indeed, we are jamming here at Bentley Arena where the score at the end of the first period, second period rather, is Merrimack 1, Bentley nothing nice. It's the same score that we had after 1. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate. That's merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for All the details. Mike McMahon joins us. There was no graduate school then, was there? When
1: when you were at Merrimack, I know there wasn't when I was. There was not. No, that was uh, relatively new. Probably like 2010, maybe, 2011. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I love that. School growing. Certainly by leaps and bounds. Uh, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. Well, two periods of play here, and certainly, you know, that second period, not a lot happened, but when you have the lead on the road, and also when you're a, a team like Merrimack that had such a dreadful second period last year, you know, playing the other team to a really to a tie in that middle of 20 minutes in their own barn is not a bad place to be in, especially a lead on the road
1: after 40 minutes. Yeah, and you know what? This is a pretty tough environment. Like, that's one of the- the things that surprised me—it's a, it's a gorgeous building, uh, but you, you know you remember back to the the jar that they played it before here, and it was a essentially a public not essentially it was a public rink, and, and there was a lot of people. You know you get maybe four or five hundred people, and uh, this place is packed and it's loud, and the student section's banging on the glass, and you know, this is a this is a, a road atmosphere to play in, and, and they've got a lead after two, which is what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and I agree about the facility, low roof, so keeps the keeps the sound loud, and the fans do get loud. They haven't had a lot to cheer about tonight, but you know, when they have. Cheered. You've
1: heard them. Yeah, you have, which is surprising. Like, again, it surprised me how many people are in here, too. It's not, it's not a very big building. I mean, I don't know what the capacity is. I think it's about probably 2,400, 2,500. Uh, re- realistically, it's about the same capacity as Merrimack. But like I said, it's a low roof. Uh, you look around, and it's uh, a lot of sheetrock and plaster and a steel ceiling and steel girders. There's a lot of a lot of things for that sound to bounce off of, and that's what, that's what we've had. So there's one thing I'm thinking here is, you know, you look at, like, UNH and their whiteouts. And you pull off a whiteout or something like that, this building, it shows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you're right on top of the right on top of the ice. I mean, the, looking at the section here, it looks like there's only six or seven rows in each in each uh, section, you know, around the ring. So you're right down on top of the ice, and then the standing room too. I mean, there's people standing up behind the section, so it does. It feels like people are right on top of you. You know, what we were told that the capacity is 1917, which coincides with Bentley's uh, creation in 1917, but they rounded up to 2,000. Okay, well, I like that. I, I actually see. I like stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's cool to be able. To, to take something like that where like you so said the school's founder in 1917 and put that many seats in here it's a nice nice little touch all right let's, let's get your take on the first 40 minutes of play here for the warriors first
0: of two road games this weekend at Atlanta hockey pose and one goal just one goal on the power play from tyler irvine i think really probably the story so far has been the play of craig pantano and you know first five periods of the season for him uh Almost been perfect.
1: He's only given up one goal. Yeah, Scott Borick said it this week that he thought uh, thought Merrimack played a lot more settled on Sunday. And that was in large part because Craig Bantano plays a really settled game. But he settled the team down in front of him. I think you've seen that again. He's made some tough saves, too. Uh, There was a glove save in the first period. There was a save uh, on a partial breakaway. I forget who had it for Bentley uh, coming down. I think it was a left-wing side here in the second period. So he's made some tough saves. Uh, they, They haven't mounted a ton of pressure. You know, I think Merrimack's probably had the puck more. That Bentley has, even though shots are about even. Uh, but there's been a couple of, a couple of really tough saves that he's had to make, and he's made them, and he hasn't made them look difficult, which is kind of what he does. You know, he's not all over the place. You think of that save with the partial breakaway here. He kind of gets it with his shoulder, hangs on, gets a whistle, and, and the play's dead and over at that point.
0: And another perfect example of that, because I think the second period Bentley had the better of the chances. I'm having trouble thinking of even one quality chance that Merrimack had in that second period. Bentley probably had three or four, but uh, I think the final minute of the period, depth there and uh, Merrimack gave up the puck and the puck was stolen there just inside the blue line and a quick shot that was taken there and, you know, Sometimes that's a dangerous situation here, you're, you're, you're watching that. And in this case, you know, we're calling the game obviously for Merrimack, and it's a, you know, oh boy, here we go. This could be that tying goal in the, in the final minute of the period. And Pantano just flashes out that that skate, makes that left skate save, and
1: makes it look easy. Yeah, and that's one of the things they've been saying about his since last year, too, is that he's just he's so calm. Nothing phases him. And, and you can kind of tell because on those tough saves that he's had to make in this game, uh, it's. There's no panic about it at all. I mean, he might have to make an athletic move to make the save, but you can kind of tell when a goalie has to make an athletic move when he's panicking at the same time. Craig Mantano doesn't panic. And I think that's a big thing. It settles down the team in front of them. Yeah,
0: we were talking before the game about that 19 skater, and we talked to Chris Aliano from Aramak, who about that between periods. I know you were talking with Scott Bork the, this week as well. Came in handy with Dominic Dockery yeah. going down there in the second period. Tyler Hype being pressed into probably playing more minutes than they planned
1: on, but looks pretty good. I mean, the kid can skate for one thing, and, and he's got some uh, pretty good vision out there as well. Yeah, he made a, I thought he made a really nice play too. There was a sequence there uh, where they had, had trouble getting the puck, out of their zone, and I think Kovacevic had made, just made a block, and Bentley was keeping it in, and he dumped it down ice, he cleared the zone, uh, but he didn't ice the puck, uh, he got the puck nice and high really arched it. Uh, the puck kind of fell in the, in the Merrimack attacking zone but didn't go far enough. I, I don't even know if it crossed the goal line. If it did, the, the linesman had waved off the icing because one of their defensemen was back but got the puck deep enough that Merrimack was able to make a change. So yeah, I, I think, like you said, he's probably played more than they were planning on it um, but here's here's game three of the season and you're already seeing that, that rule change come in handy for him. Well, uh, after
0: tomorrow night's game at Army which, no, you can't make I can't make it either except for activities as we, as they get older and as we get older, it just seems to be more and more prevalent. But I know that's the case for you and me too. But uh, next weekend it's into, into hockey East action finally for the first uh, first opportunity uh, to get some hockey East points. We'll be on the line against Boston University next weekend. I want to get your take on that a preview of Boston University? Your thoughts on the Terriers as they'll come in next Saturday night?
1: Well, I think it's good that they have not coming in at home. You know, you, to get that first hockey East game, especially against a tough team like BU, to get it at home, I think is going to be good. Uh, I think BU one of the top three teams in the league. I I think it's a three-horse race for first. Uh, I think it's BC, BU, and Providence. They're they're that that first tier. Uh, So they're going to be right up there. From a talent standpoint, every single year, it seems like they're going to be one of the more more talented teams in the league. Uh, They've got... How many first-round picks on their roster this year? Two of it I can think of off the top of my head: Ottenger and Shane Bowers. And there might be one more. Smaf- Fabro was a first-round pick. I think mean, two, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> I think yeah. I think first-round pick. So there's three. I mean, <laughs> they've got a lot of first-round picks. Not just any. Sometimes you look at line charts and you look and see how many drafted players a team has in the lineup. Well, be U. It's how many first-round players they have in the lineup. Okay, because they typically had all
0: their entire defense drafted, for example.
1: Yeah, it was that way for a while, and it's been that way for the last couple of years. And I think at one point, maybe even last year, the year before. They, they had seven defensemen that were drafted, so they had a drafted defenseman that was that was out of the lineup every night. And speaking of BU, David Quinn is first NHL win last night for the Rangers. They beat San Jose in overtime. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I know they had been uh, they had been struggling struggling a little bit at the beginning of the year. They're such a young team, though. I mean, I think they're going to have to go through some lumps. Uh, but you know, the good news is, I think when you hire a, a younger coach like Quinn, I think that the uh, the Rangers ownership, at least from what I've read, seems to be willing to be patient with them and, and build a team the way. You wants to go yeah, I mean you have Jim Montgomery of
0: course at Dallas going there from Denver and you know and, and, uh, and Quinn you're seeing all of these uh, there was a third one right or this year I'm trying to think of somebody else
1: uh... Maybe it's
0: just that Haxall's the third one. No,
1: oh, I think yeah, Haxall So they're they're the third, I think, outside of those, outside of those.
0: Yeah, from Philly. So
1: or uh, coaching the Flyers, and so you think that
0: you know the opportunities there for college coaches to coach in the NHL and the pros is really you know growing. And I you know I did mention I know we talked about him last week, but Mark Denny, he won a second game this week with Binghamton. Brett Cini picked up another another couple of assists, and you, know, you got to figure if you're Mark Denny, you're looking at the climate here and it's more welcoming towards college coaches and you say hey. You know, if if, the, if something opens up, I might have a shot at getting an NHL job here. Yeah, and I think New
1: Jersey is one of those teams, too, that they... They haven't been shy about promoting guys. Yeah. You know, the job in Binghamton opened up because the Binghamton head coach was promoted to the New Jersey staff, and he's an assistant on that staff right. so, right. uh, so, even if not a head coach, he, he could be an assistant. Yeah, and it's one of those things too, where I mean, you look at some of the guys that have had success. Uh, you know, Mike Sullivan wasn't a college coach, but he has a college background, and he was hired out of the American Hockey League. Yeah. Uh, John <laughs> Hines in New Jersey, same thing. Has college exp- doesn't have college coaching experience, but he has a college hockey background. Yeah. Uh, he was hired out of the AHL, I believe, to uh, run New Jersey bench. So I, I think it's 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 been a growing trend, and that's good too. You know, I think. If Dave Haxtall went in and got fired two years later, you probably wouldn't be seeing college coaches getting hired right now. That, that being said, there are some people in Philly who think that should happen yeah. and that the success Hasn't been what what they've needed, but they've been very patient there. Yeah, they have, and you, you need to be. You know, I, I don't think I don't think you can be trigger happy. You know, two or three years into a job, it's like with with Quinn and the Rangers. I mean, they're such a young team. It's gonna take it's gonna take a while, and a while could be four or five years. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of their game last night. and Henrik Lundqvist, Henrik Lundqvist is their goalie. He's 36 years old. Like, when, when they're good again, Henry Longwest probably is not going to be their goaltender. Uh, so you, you wonder, you know, even a guy like that, a franchise goaltender, is going to go to the Hall of Fame, are they going to look to trade a guy like that maybe at the trade deadline to a team that's contending that might need a goalie or a second goalie? Uh, it's it's a real fluid thing, and when you have a team that's rebuilding, you, you got to be paid. All right, thanks, Mike. Who's got the game tomorrow, Tyler or Owen? Uh Tyler. Tyler's got a game at 4.30, so I'll be coaching the game tomorrow, which is why I will not be at West Point. All right, good luck to Tyler tomorrow. Uh, my kids all all, all in a soccer game at 6.00. Soccer
0: too, so it's gonna be busy. Uh, good luck to both of us tomorrow. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. That's Mike McMahon from the Macroport.com, the Eagle Tribune, and College Hockey News as well. Check out his work. The score here is Merrimack one, Bentley nothing at the end of two. John and I are back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.